there's an old piano and they play it hot behind the green door. Don't know what they're doing, but they laugh a lot behind the green door. Come on back and get that sweet, sweet dose of marble in your life. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And I'm Brandon Murray. And this is the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast, episode number 13. Number 13. Lucky 13, hello and welcome to the Fresh Start crew. This is Weird, a Science Marvel Comics Podcast for the week of July 23rd, 2018. You can find us on Twitter at WSMarvelComics. We're also on Podbean at WeirdScienceMarvelComics.Podbean.com. And we're also on iTunes, Google Play, even Spotify, and anywhere you can listen to a podcast. We should be there by looking up Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. You could even look up Weird Science Marvel and as I can see, you might even be able to look up just Marvel Comics, and you'd be able to Ooh, find wait. us. But we have a couple reviews now on iTunes, and I wanted to point those out and say, you Big know, we time. do we do appreciate uh, the reviews, but like we do with our DC podcast, we'll never demand. Or, uh, we don't have contests. We don't do that. If you feel like you enjoy the show and want to take the time to put a review, we always do love that. But I'm going to spotlight all of the reviews because we do have five. The first one is from Open Own 50 who says, this is huge. The Weird Science Crew expanding into Marvel is as big as when McDonald's started serving breakfast. And then goes on, Jim is the Egg McMuffin of the crew. And I told you before, Egg McMuffins uh, give me gas immediately. And I know it's – well, I know these are the Egg McMuffin because it smells like an Egg McMuffin. Is there garlic in them? No, I don't know. Maybe. I don't think so. It's just what it is. (laughs) Eric is like a big fat breakfast with hotcakes. And then in parentheses says says fatty, uh, kind of like this. Fatty. Fatty. And Brandon is a McGriddle wrapped in denim. Sounds delicious. The boys have a great chemistry and have me on board for a fresh start. Fresh start. And then it says, I'm Audi 5000, which gives you a hint of who that is. <laughs> one of my men. Uh, the next one is from JCKC, who says, it's weird science. So it's the guys you love to listen to. It's under an hour. So you're able to listen in one sitting. This is the podcast for me. Great reviews. The fresh start at Marvel. Check it out. Then we have Marvel Dude 8693. I've been looking for a Marvel podcast that talks comics. And since I listen to weird science, DC. I'm so glad they're doing Marvel as well. Get in on the ground floor so you'll be in on the jokes by the time they get to episode 100. Holy moly, I thought we had a we have a big announcement coming on episode 15. Uh, Bad Touch Dr. Light says, almost as good as those Marvel Madness guys. <laughs> a little plug. Just almost, barely. At <laughs> least plug, at least that one guy is Eric Gray, I think his name is. Yeah, that yeah. is Eric Gray Beard, he uh-huh. says. And then the uh, last one is Carlos2892. Love your DC reviews and that level of excellence is flowing over to this as well. Keep it up. So yeah, we thank all five of you guys. Uh, or else for giving us those reviews and yeah if uh, this keeps going you give us some reviews i'm certainly going to point those out tonight we have four books and we we have four books here and going into this i mean these are these are pretty big books i mean you you start with the avengers and then every other book has a member of the avengers or former member uh with the hulk at at the end it's a dream Uh, lineup so to speak yeah it is it is a dream lineup and and unfortunately sometimes uh in sports the lineup on paper does not translate to winning games on the field and i think that kind of comes into play here but it kind of does continue trends 
that we've had, especially when we get to the second book, which is Thor, which I'm just struggling with. I really am. But we're going to start with one that I think we'll all enjoy. It's Avengers number five, written by Jason Aaron, art by Ed McGinnis. And the solicit says, behold, the wildest, most awe-inspiring team of Avengers ever assembled. But will it be enough to defeat the combined powers of Loki and the final host of Dark Celestials? And what is the startling secret of the progenitor? Pretty, uh, pretty basic, uh, bland, uh, little it's Prometheus. There. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much a bland <laughs> there. They don't want to spoil anything, but, uh, yeah, you start out in this and first off, the art, it's weird with the art here. And maybe I can say that it is possibly, and it's also Paca Medina is on art as well. The art in this to me is really, really good. I, it, you know, and we've had, we had one issue of these five that I think we said the art was a little down. Possibly it was the second issue. I can't remember, but, uh, this art to me this, is awesome. I think this issue actually has suffers the same problem as that issue number two, where the art itself is fine, but the panel progression, like by the end, I had no, no idea. I, I, I'm telling you, I agree with you. No, I agree with you the last two pages, but up until then, once once you had them all together where it should be this huge moment, I actually wonder why they decided by that end to split up into such little panels until the reveal of the last panel because I know they have all of them, but you've had these heroes separated this whole time. You finally have them all in one spot again, and then you have these little things, and I'll tell you where the progression uh, what you're saying, Eric, I, I fully agree with, is when out of nowhere, Ghost Rider is on a tractor. And, and yeah. I'm wondering, like, what the heck? And I think that actually was thrown in afterwards to be the, you know, uh, foreshadowing for a panel later to say, you need to hey, know look, that Ghost Rider can yes, do this before that's he, what goes you need he does it. this. And I think that maybe that was inserted afterwards where the, an editor said, whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't just have Ghost Rider jump into the Celestial. You need to have something where you show that he has this ability and point out because out of nowhere, I think it's Cap who's like, you know what? That is pretty cool that you can just jump on something and immediately be gone. I'm like, really? You've really laid that yeah. out really heavy there. And then yeah, it comes it's into almost play. like his. His car that we all love doesn't matter yeah. a, a lick. No, at no, all, you know he's he's the big deal. Uh, though the car actually has a kind of a cool thing in this as well. And I still, I if you are a Robbie Reyes Ghost Rider fan, still uh, the this, best part of the series. This, in my this is your issue, especially because boy, by the end he he is he's cool and he's always yeah. been. But yeah, you start off and we all cool. yeah, yeah, like we all all kind of agreed to. Probably around issue two, I think, that uh, he was going to be kind of the key yeah, to unite right. everybody and, and solve this problem. Yep, yeah, and with that, you start off, and you actually get more of an expo. Like, out of nowhere, Loki finally really is like, okay, you know what? I'm done kind of fooling around. Right and, yeah, I, I, I don't want to be coy anymore. I'm not going to give you, you know, these little dribs and drabs of this. I am just going to tell you everything you need to know and reading it right away I, I i thought it was kind of silly that we get it at issue five when we wanted this before but we do find out a bunch of things and we find out that that progenitor did come to earth like they said billions and billions four billions of years ago and yeah. he was dying he actually was infected by the horde he it ended up infested. coming to earth yeah yeah infested and infected comes like and basically drinking yeah and basically Gross. died and then that's the thing i look at the <laughs> what earth was right there 
Uh, that reminds me of Buffalo. Hey, Buffalo ever – do they have the problem like Cleveland? You ever have a lake on fire there? Is, is that possible? No, I know that, it's, we shared the same lake. I think only their side was on fire though. Well, th- this is the thing. You have that. Now, obviously, you have Canada within an earshot from you. So that that's why. Canada's too nice to have any sort of yeah. flaming lake. Well, if here. we had any sort of fire, it would just make its way towards the falls and it'd fall down the river anyway. That's true. So. And, and then when the falls freeze in the winter, which is the craziest thing I'd ever <laughs> seen in my life that people aren't <laughs> yes, aware yeah. that those things freeze nonsense but as this is going one of on the coolest this, google pictures you'll ever oh see, yeah though. yeah i was there uh one one winter when i, I was going to say one summer because it probably happens as well but yeah you <laughs> have it there and you find out that this progenitor was infested by the horde ended up you know spilling out its guts vomiting uh, you know leaking fluids and all this and pretty much what we thought before that the progenitor was there and started metahumans. It does actually seem like it is a little more than that. It just started life itself on started Earth, or, but or started up humans as well. Yeah, and and with that, you're going to get this idea that you do have in a lot of uh, comics. We've had it, and I can't remember. And Eric, you might remember. Uh, it was something at DC. They did the same thing where it was like, "Hey, this explains why Earth." has had this crazy amount of stuff happen on it. And that's what they say here. And you you get that a lot in comics where they try to, you know, be clever about the idea that the reason why Earth is so important in your comic world is because we're Earth. Oh, it's like the whole thing where the Guardians had kept it secret that Earth was actually the center of the universe. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. And, And that's what you get here where Loki says, you know, didn't you ever think... Why? Why Earth? Why? Why is your little ball in space so important to everything that happens? And it's a funny kind of roundabout way because you sit there and think, well, it's because we're humans and we want to see our Earth. And yeah, but they try to figure that out in this, and I like that. I, I always like that. While this is going on, though, you have Loki and Cap in that bubble, uh, and eventually, as this is going on, you do have Ghost Rider is coming up to kind of save them. But you, you keep going with this where the whole idea was and and i like the way it falls in place at the start where it has this progenitor who has sort of created life and then it's it's weird though this whole idea of the horde though where this the progenitor here now he's he's infested with like you know he's got a cold or whatever but i did i got a weird idea like was it the horde itself as we know it now or did the horde become what we know now from the combination of the progenitor? No, I think I mean I'm seeing it. Yeah, I'm seeing like it. But yeah, they, because, they come out of the goop, yeah. but it looks like they just come out right away and they look like those bugs. They look pretty yeah. similar. Go ahead, Brent. Well, uh, from what I understood in the beginning, they said those things never really under you know had anything to do with any of these celestials no, they or used anything to just until eat by planets. a chance encounter one day yeah. they they just like oh I like these so well, they used to eat planets and, and then they eat these yeah, and yeah. they gave more power. It's it's just a weird thing where like you know we have these at the center of the Earth now because of what happened here. But like uh, I'm sure we've had all these Marvel stories that have taken place towards the center of the Earth. And yeah, whatnot, but here's the and thing: it's weird because the... because it ties into the second one that it seems like they might have been more. In that other one, and then when Loki did disturb it, it kind of did something. And they did evolve a little, it says, because it said when when that second one came down. Zagreb the spirit. Yeah, yeah. And and it even said that, you know, Zagreb, they may have been lovers. It came down to find its – or a buddy or whatever. But it might have been lovers. (laughs) It came down. 
and saw that its lover, friend, whatever, had died. But as this happened, and I really like this tie-in. This is a great tie-in in my mind to what happened at the beginning with the BC Avengers because when the, the, uh, when Zagreb came down, he or she got infected as well. And that leads into when Odin ended up, you yeah, know, yeah. they beat it up and he said, you know, I don't know what was wrong with it, but it seems sick. Well, we see it was. Uh, where, and then it even says then that then it decided, and the horde decided and evolved and said, you know what? Now we're going to stop just eating these celestials. We'll kind of just infest them and infect them and then try to see what we do with that. And it gets a little wonky. This is where it gets wonky. Because we've had dark celestials before that had nothing to do with the Horde or anything like this. And are these new, the final hosts, these new dark celestials, are they only here because Loki took Zagreb away, the fallen, and somehow used that body to infest the rest of the celestials, which then attacked the rest of the celestials and brought them back down to Earth? Because... Why are we, why do we have these other, you know, uh, well, that, like, the one uh, thing though, it did say that, that when, uh, eventually that the two were missing and eventually they noticed and came down the, the celestial and then yeah, they ended up having the war then got infected and then they left. You know, when you had that, they went away and yeah, I, I guess this. I don't want any parts of this. Yeah, this because terrible, those terrible came down be, the horde planet. and that explains uh, why Odin and all them, they were getting the, you know, they were getting beat up and ended up, uh, those celestials just left because they did, you know, and they even uh, say, they, we don't know do why, but so, they do a much better part of explaining, uh, you know, these first two quote unquote couple of celestials. Yeah. And then it gets a little uh, wonky. They do any of these dark hosts or yeah. any of the bad guys. Cause you're still yeah. left kind of in the dark of, how Loki's controlling them, why he's on the side of them, what he really wants to do with all this. That's why yeah, then just destroy the world. You know, he just grabs a grab and somehow used the grabs, you know, infested body and infested these other ones to become somehow. Now the horde's indebted to Loki, and that's why it's we, weird because, because we don't have yeah. any explanation about this. Have Loki telling stories well, about and, these and, things without talking, like showing maybe, his hand. I think that maybe that's what it is because as he says it, it, it does gloss over because he says, you know, uh, the horde disease did not kill Zagreb as it had his lover. Uh, the horde had it learned since Zagreb then. The sorrower. And yeah, it had learned since then. They changed him into the first of their own rabid breed of dark celestial. He's called Zagreb the Sorrower now, and together with the rest of his kind. He has infected and felt every celestial in existence. And so, you know, at that point, though, here, it's a weird deal because you get a little bit of a missing, you know, something's missing there because yeah. Zagreb yeah. ended up being there. So and said their bodies littered the ground all over the earth. And and I like that as well. It's the the horde is now growing more powerful as they eat these dead bodies of the celestials. It does remind us of the celestials again that are down so that we can get that bit with Ghost Rider at the end. But while this is all going on, it's Loki and Cap. You know, just arguing, and, and it's it's good dialogue. It's Loki basically saying, "You humans are a scourge. You all, you should know. You guys are a disease. You know, this planet Earth is nonsense. It, it's diseased. It shouldn't have been." And you know, I'm telling you history, and you have Cap with like, "I only I know my history, buddy, and that's all I need." <laughs> nice try. And then they they start fighting. You have Cap uh, headbutt Loki, which is cool, but. I really, I, I'm a Loki fan. I will admit, I really do like Loki. I'm a when, Ghost Rider when, fan. I'm telling you, when he yeah. ends up making Cap's head go outside into the water, In the water? from that bubble, yeah. that and that is a cool moment. That is, if you're a Loki <laughs> fan, that is a Loki moment. That is like, okay, this isn't Loki just playing around now. He's gonna drown him out. 
Ghost Rider then comes and, and he just grabs him by the neck. And yeah, Ghost Rider, he's the hey, best buddy, in this book. I got a fun story for you. Oh, yeah. Ghost Rider kicks your uh, butt. It's the greatest <laughs> thing, too. I wonder if we are, we're trying to be a non cursing uh, podcast, but if the book has a curse, are we allowed to say it? Because oh, he does curse, but Th- I do like it. rated T for yeah. teen as well. You know what yeah, I'm well, saying? Well, we're rated E, my friend. Here. We are uh, E. <laughs> E for no, entertainer, Eric. Itself. Yeah. I, I just like Ghost Rider. Fun story, bruh. I got one of my own. <laughs> it's called The Ghost Rider. Kicks your butt. And I'm like, oh, man, I love him so much. I really do. Of all the characters that we have jumped on with with this fresh start, he's my, fa- he's my favorite. Line. All of a sudden, we have this, you know, this tax guy sitting down with a family, yeah. and he's going over the side. You know, fun story, bruh. This fun is when The Ghost Rider comes out for the taxes. <laughs> Yeah, this is when Ghost Rider does your taxes and kicks your butt. He just keeps doing it. And then they're like, He's uh, just a helpful guy, but he always has to start the story out. Like, oh, it always know. starts it. I got a it's story like, for you. When the Ghost Rider does so and so. Like, hey, uh, excuse me, Mr. Ghost Rider. Um, my car broke down and I know you always have that car and I need to get to my family. Uh, my wife's pregnant. She's in labor now. Fun story, bruh. Get in. That's all it makes. He just likes to fun say story, fun story. Bruh. Fun story, bro. Get in the back. He doesn't have the car at all. He's like, oh, yeah. I forgot to tell you, I lost my car. Yeah. I got He's like, I don't have the car somewhere. I don't you, know. You have a big wheel, bro. It's gonna be in flames in a minute, bro. That's all he's going to say. Uh, I like flame wheel I'm now. telling you, he may be the only character that I've ever read that says bra and bro that I like. <laughs> you, I mean, really, I like him so much, Eric. Eric will know this. He could vape, and I won't hate him. I might, I might oh. think a little less, but I, I won't hate him. Uh, He's a California guy. He might check all those boxes for yeah, us. Yeah, he so may. And, and w- when you go with this then, uh, you're, you're going to have this issue where you are going to jump around. You have the team still separated. As they go, they're coming more and more together, which is the best. Uh, but you do have... Uh, Doctor Strange and Iron Man, you know, kind of keeping the plane that was, uh, you know, get f- in flames going. Uh, you have Doctor Strange using all his magic to do that. Uh, well, not only and- do we have to fight the insect horde, figure out these dark celestials and figure out where Cap is. We got to keep saving the world as we're yeah, the doing world this is, because the whole is, world is yeah. going to hell. Uh, the the yeah. uh yeah the, the uh, skies are burning. The skies are burning. Yeah, it's crazy. Looks like typhoons are happening based on yeah. what's going on on the next page. You know, and what, yeah, yeah. There, there's trouble. And religion. as this is going on, Robbie Reyes and Cap are now in the Hell Charger. They are driving. From the, here, the pole. Come on, bro. Good story, bro, but we got to get out of here. As these dark slats, they're chasing them. It's so funny because I would have thought Cap would have just called Tony, but instead, Robbie does through the car. He's like, hey, what's this? Who is this? How'd you get my number? Believe it or not, bro, it's from your dad. <laughs> what? My dad? And it's, they say, you know, hey, I guess the car talked to him at some point. I had your number. Uh, but and how then the, Howard Stark get the number? I don't know. We'd have to see. And he's like, hey, we're, we're being chased by these space giants. I have Cap. Uh, you know, do you want to come to us? You want to come to me? Whatever. And they're going to meet up. And I do like the whole idea where you have Tony's like, 
Steve, where are you? He's like, I'm not sure. I think we just passed Sweden. <laughs> I'm like, okay, he's going. And they're like, yeah, okay, don't lose them. Yeah, that's not a problem. We'll, we'll uh, meet well, you we're up. We're in Russia now. Come yeah, on. Yeah, we're going to meet you up, and it's in Russia. And you finally do, once you get I into... I just how fast it is going from the oh, yeah. North Pole down so to good. Russia. And in the meantime, I, well, we have to point out Loki... These celestials didn't yeah. read Captain America 1, where they they should know not to enter or mess with Russia. Yeah, we, that's we right. We all learned the winner is coming. And with that, Loki is in the trunk of the Hell Charger. So that's funny. With the, with the trunk, yeah. keep opening. But yeah, they, they end up in Russia. And I like this because uh, I know there's been big destruction or whatever, but you finally get a really cool panel where you do see the scope of them. Uh, and, and really, to me, it is important because to me, they are big. They're, they're not, you know what I mean? They're not, you know, world yeah, big. Size. Yeah, they, they're big. Yeah. But by the end, I would say even Godzilla might be bigger than them. Yeah, and by the end, though, by the end, (laughs) then you get the deal where you can see what they're doing can help. Uh, And yeah, you have again, you have uh, Tony and and, uh, Doctor Strange talking, and Tony uh, starts this deal where he wants and continues this deal where he's waiting for his big project to arrive. He keeps asking uh, the ETA of it, uh, and at this point in Russia, it's three minutes from then and you know you're kind of like oh what's this going to be it's going to be pretty cool and it's a uh, cool thing too because we do have the tie into the tony stark iron man where his yeah, actually on board tied well. like you know thing is With motherboard. motherboard yeah motherboard there yeah. and he's asking about this you know this awesome plan motherboard when's the eta on that awesomeness and actually in this i really do think that jason aaron is really getting the movie tony dialogue really really good with this most of the characters are are spot on in my mind especially if yeah. you're a fan of the movie i actually like this tony a lot better than I, the I, t- individual yeah. tony i actually do right too now, to i like him because he's I like just them both. yeah I, I like them both but i do like this one just because how snarky he is and how you know how pompous and stuff like that uh and as they go then you have our you know last remaining team uh carol and black panther come down this is where I oh, get a little confused. Don't She-Hulk and Thor now. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, they'll be there too. But uh, at this point, you have uh, Carol and Black Panther. And this is where you have all that where they were in tune with the whole, you know, the horde and how they can do. I don't really understand that I, that much. I, this I is the part that I... laboratories of Alpha Flight to charge Carol's unique physiology and my own suit with the same energy as these horde creatures. In other words, leave the bugs to... I'm like... You didn't. What you did is say. In other words, we're not going to explain nothing. Yeah. In other words, you're going to have <laughs> yeah. to go with this. Well, we and- said last issue that when they were researching them, that's exactly what they were doing. They said yeah. some frequency but was involved. But why? Why would it be that you what- are in the same energy as these horde creatures? Why would that make them explode and not know. you? Why does? Why don't they explode? And that is the yeah. kind of wonky deal with it. But it's just there. And really, as this goes, I can only assume they're doing this and then point out. Hey there, Black Panther. Hey, Charlie. Uh, could you like explode a ton of these at once? Well, if I had the energy, and I'm 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 guessing that by the end these horde are going to exit from these celestials, and then you'll have Carol and Ch- T'Challa just end up blowing them all up to save the day as well. Uh, but yeah, like you said, I I actually did forget a Thor. It, it, it Thor is and such She-Hulk a weird concept come. though, because we have the dark celestials, which I do take as our main threat, even though we yeah. have the horde like insects. Yeah, and we, it's weird though because. Yeah. I don't see these horde like insects, even though they're all over the place, coming from the center of the earth. 
as a threat for some well, reason. Well, here's the problem. It's yeah. a weird deal. It's almost like they tried to reverse it and it's not working out. Well, well. yeah. Well, they had yeah. that. They had these the bugs at first, and it was almost even in this where you know Carol's like, "Oh, great, I'm on bug duty." It kind of lowers it, but before it almost seemed like you know we'll go fight the Celestials. You keep stepping on the bugs, and it didn't seem that much of a threat. And now they're the big you know brains behind the operation. It seems a little odd. It does seem yeah. like a little bit of a change that doesn't you know it, it does lower the scope of things and kind of gets a little confusion actually to me if you just had dark celestials without the horde i think that maybe we could have had enough. a lot more of a fun yeah, issue going uh because we've but, had dark celestials before without the horde backstory yeah like now they had to get fancy because now we're going to tie it into yeah, everything yeah. on earth and the bc exactly. avengers and stuff like that and which why they the were BC sick and, stuff, like the one million bc yeah it's just the scope of it which they try to like give us it's kind of like uh, it's kind of wimped yeah. out by well, the end it's, now. Yeah. it's weird. Yeah, no, I'm with you there a yeah, little and bit, and it, it all hinges on this bug thing, and they didn't need to do that. Which yeah, did, and the only thing just, that it seems yeah, to me, it's all unnecessary. Yeah, the only yeah. thing that seems to me is that they ended up needing a reason why the BC Avengers would be able to kill. Uh, or pretty much take down a celestial at the beginning, and then when the others came that weren't sick, it is almost like that whole deal, like, give the alien a cold, Eric. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, but with that, you do have, then, I said, you were right, Thor and She-Hulk show up, and I love Robbie Reyes. We've we've said this a hundred times. We, we I, I, was, I, was, I was a little bit <laughs> against uh, the, the She-Hulk-Thor thing last, all of a sudden, I love it. Just because of She-Hulk saying things. Like, we were the smooching. La- the last thing I imagined them doing with this was eating it. I yeah. Oh, I, I thought I thought it was I thought it was a crystal. I thought it was a crystal. They're eating, but they're like, "Hey, anybody say about you know kicking butt and 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 doing things? We're here." And then She Hulk's like, "Yeah, smashing and kissing. That's what we were up to." And it made me giggle. And yeah, out of nowhere they start eating this, and this is what starts the big progression at the end because oh, this is the frost that, giant. Know, deal. Not only the whole idea that we're they're eating it, where I never saw that comes like, "Hold my lady, the magic in the blood of your." mirror could very well be the death of us both so they you know split this thing in half and both start eating it but nowhere in my mind after i'm, I'm so confused that they're eating what i thought was a gem before nowhere in my mind did i see a progression by the end that they're giants well it is the it is the ice giant whatever so yeah. it, it makes it, it, it you it know is, it's uh, it's all convenient like robbie reyes makes the most sense in my mind tony stark makes sense but though yeah. them growing big from this random Thing that well, just happened to here's do that the deal, as well though. I mean, really, though, they I went. Imagine reader a pulse on the moon. Make my monsters grow. Yeah, I'm telling you, though, yeah. they they <laughs> went to Odin and asked for something that they could fight the Celestials, and he said, "You don't want to do it, and this isn't going to help. You're not going to be able to do it even with this." No, no, tell us, get it to us, and he did get. Tell them where it is. So they did ask for a weapon, and that's what they got. That he obviously Thor knows what it does. Maybe he's filled in, you know, Jennifer there, but they. they they end up then taking that, which turns them into and can turn them into, it seems like, berserkers possibly, but also could kill them. So you have that, but you know they're not going to die. And while this goes on, Tony's deal, that. Tony's ETA. This book has real consequences. Yeah, Tony's ETA uh, arrives, and he's like, okay, here it is. And then you have Doctor Strange with the whole, like, how rich are you that you can do this? And basically, <laughs> it, it has like the name. Uh, yeah, I, I like to call it the Celestial Buster is what it is. And it is a giant 
kaiju transformer you know iron man deal and while this is going on you do have that really first deal we said that they're they're trying to get these russians out of this village so it seems as robbie decides out of nowhere which isn't set up well not to put them in the hell charger because you know there's a couple more people than it's a you know that's a muscle car and he gets on a tractor which then turns the flames which then leads cap to say hey you can do that you know, I got something for you, and he gets in one of the down fire. celestial, got you, and it's the best thing ever. <laughs> it's the Robbie Reyes Ghost Rider Celestial, and it's cool. Yeah, and I, even I that- love the realization was like this. When he goes into the celestial and the, it starts oh, burning and he starts so taking good. control of it, he actually becomes a, this can't be really happening. So much power at my fingertips, and it's just yep. not the celestial. This is me. Just exactly how strong. Just the idea. He has no idea how powerful no. he is. Yeah, he is. Oh is catching him by surprise. But this is fun. Yeah, and when he's getting up and he, he's had enough for you, Cap. And I'm like, oh god, that looks so cool. Even and as this is going yeah. on, you like constantly, don't turn into a bad guy yeah. ever. That would be my my words if I was Cap. And and I like where you're going because with all of this throughout, they actually have Robbie Reyes, who they don't really know that much. And it leads them to really throw shade at him throughout. Because at one point, it made me laugh so much when they're like, yo, Fast and Furious, over here. And I'm like, oh, that's so good. It's because he's the new guy. Oh, it made me laugh so much. And that was part of like the Tony Stark deal that I love. You have Carol's like, I guess we're on bug duty. I'm like, yeah, I guess you are. That's all you did was, you know, tune yourself in. You're good. But we get into this whole thing where we're tuning them into frequencies and energies where we just realize because they can't explain to us, oh, you had nothing for Black Panther and Captain Marvel to do. Gotcha. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, then, this is the big line in my mind where T'Challa says, Patience, Carol. Hook up to the rest of these horde creatures. All of a sudden, they have USB cords that they're they're plugging in. And we'll charge oh, our my. batteries to the max. I'm like, okay. And, and then even everybody gets their kind of bad, you know, moment. Their badass moment, I'll say. I'm going to curse them. But uh, you have that where... Yeah, uh, even Doctor Strange gets it, where he's like, you know what, Loki, you're in big trouble. And you have Loki like, who the heck are you? And he's like, well, you know, <laughs> the Sorcerer Supreme, and here we go. And you have Loki like, bring it on, you cheap conjurers. So they're fighting, while in the back, you see the huge flaming Ghost Rider Celestial. And that's what he's like, Nana, I'm pretty strong here. This is pretty cool. And really, you turn, and, and like you said, the, the things that I didn't like, there, there are these panels where all of a sudden, they seem to want to pull the camera too close, and I, I don't know why. Yeah. And I really do think that that last panel, the, the spread, which is funny too, because you end on a spread page, which you usually don't do. Uh, with yeah. that, it, it's so cool. But pull that back just a little bit more so you can see Don't the scope of it, it. this it, ends it, up mainly it, it's the thor and she-hulk that comes across just off yeah. a little bit because you, you get the hint tony's been calling this thing all oh yeah but even so trip, but the she-hulk problem is like, the, your reference points are a little house you have a tree line and then another little house on the other side and with that you're not looking at those you're looking at and when they had the celestials enter russia and they were walking through the town you were that's i said i'm like okay we get a scope of the things i think that a little pulled back here because these because they're all similar size it just looks like a bunch of them in cool outfits i want to see it's like we have the progression where you know 
I had no idea that this, you know, blood of Ymir would turn yeah. She-Hulk or Thor into giants. So we don't see them after they eat yeah. this fruit. We see Iron Man fly off to get his, you know, yeah. and you don't see much of that you because see, they want to surprise don't see it, him. Envelop him or him go into it, and you like barely see it except for you know the one you most see the most is and Ghost well, Rider. Even that you could like imagine I actually him just like kind of standing up after it. Yeah, I actually like the Ghost Rider sequence because you do even see it right against that tractor. It's right there where he's growing, and we know the Celestials are big. Why couldn't you have had these moments with each of them where you could have even had an Imuchuk moment with, you know, and have She-Hulk like, oh, my goodness, you know, even have a joke where I told you we'd be embiggened, you know, stupid stuff like that, or at least have something. <laughs> and then see Tony, like you did have Doctor Strange, how rich are you? But you didn't know what's going on, and then it just hits you. That That is – it's not a problem. I just think it could have been better. It could have been a lot better. And then by the end even, you, you do have a weird deal where – Pretty much the celestial of Ghost Rider now is just a big Ghost Rider. It, yeah, it, yeah. It's not even a celestial it really look like anymore. Like what he got in at all? No, yeah. it, it's just him now. And I would have liked to have seen a better progression. But that I'm telling you, that doesn't ruin much of my score at all. And like I said, most of the art. And now that we're talking about it, I can see you know some of the problems. Uh, but it was mostly at the end for me where everything was coming to a head. And I guess they just wanted to keep it quick moving, uh, because of the excitement of it. But uh, I really liked this issue. I really did. And, uh, it, it probably is. I, I really liked that first issue, uh, just because it was a fresh start and it was yeah. something cool. But <laughs> I, I, I would say this has to be my favorite issue uh, of the series so far, just because uh, we talk about it on our other podcast, even when we're talking about, say, Justice League and things. This is like everything that happens ends up big, and I mean huge, and not I'm not even talking literally. I'm just saying what's happening, and it, it, there's hilarity in it. There's a lot of good lines. So, uh, But what would you give it, Eric? I would give this issue a 7 out of 10 because while I still enjoyed this issue and thought the individual art was fine, I thought the progression through the panel pacing was a little off because I had no idea what they're getting to into that last page, which might have been the point, but I just didn't think it was done very well. But – this issue where we get the whole backstory, which just turns out to be Prometheus, and this kind of makes the Horde less than it originally was, and like, you know, now we just have T'Challa and, you know, Captain Marvel taking care of him, like, okay, you just needed something for them to do, and these really don't mean anything in the long run. It just kind of took away from what I thought the story was, but overall, I still enjoy this, so yeah, 7 out of 10. How about you, Bren? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little higher. I'm at 7.5. I like the art a lot. Um, little cartoony, but I've kind of gotten used to it over the course of the series so far, and I think it fits well. Uh, Ghost Rider has been definitely my favorite character, kind of like everybody else. Yeah. Um, but I have enjoyed the moments with Cap and, and uh, you know, Iron Man and She-Hulk team up. They've they've all been a little bit fun. Uh, with the only downside being kind of Black Panther and and Carol together, they're they're not as much fun. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're, and they're they've only been in maybe two panels the last two issues, so it's not yeah. a huge deal. Um, but yeah, I, I've had a good time. This is one of my favorite. Uh, fresh start books and you know i'm, I'm excited to see this one wrap up and kind of ready for the next story at this point uh with uh, with all this kind of spelled out this issue so uh 7.5 
I don't know. Oh, uh, the, the wrong turn. <laughs> I, I, we have to put. I wanted to put more of the uh, of the sound effects and things in there. Uh, Brandon, do you like Halloween? Halloween? Do you like Halloween? Uh, I think both of you guys are insane. I like Thanksgiving. Uh, this is my favorite book that we've had in Fresh Start, and this is actually my the dope. book. This is actually the book that when I thought what Fresh Start would be, this is exactly what I thought. Uh, the the things are set up to have these fun set pieces and things, and I, I agree with most of what you guys are saying uh, but we did get some more information about what's going on and yeah it, the information may have led us to not think that the horde were as you know to actually it, it's a weird deal I just I came to the uh, realization that they were more not they weren't more dangerous but before we, we kept saying what are these bugs for I mean you know they just keep coming well now we see what they actually were and were very you know big on creating earth and all this stuff and, and life on earth so I like that and I thought that all the rest was fun I like the fun dialogue I like everything yeah Carol and T'Challa don't have much to do there but even the little bit that we got with uh, She-Hulk and Thor it made me giggle it surprised me what that was but like I said when I thought about it they did go to you know Odin and say we need something to fight these things and he said yeah this is it but you're not going to like it and things like that uh, I really liked it I'm going a 9 because I thought the art was really good at the end it was wonky but I don't know that that wasn't the script even as well because some of the stuff yeah. was because it was just thrown in there like that tractor that was my biggest problem uh, of the whole thing was that darn tractor out of nowhere uh, <laughs> and, and again like Eric said I do think that a lot of these things were meant to be the shock of this last page I mean you yeah. weren't supposed to see and that again that's not really the art's fault that was the scripting's fault and i thought it was a little off there but i love it i i had a lot of fun i ended up reading this a couple times and i breezed through this and i got through it really quick and this is the jason aaron that i really enjoy and the jason aaron i had been told about before i even read his other thor and all that and i'm just having a load of fun and really enjoying this uh so yeah i'm gonna go high i'm accentuating the positive if what i am he's a draxulus he's a draxulus <laughs> but we're gonna move on now uh, to a book I was not so fond of. And again, it's another Jason Aaron book. And I, it's like heads and tails here. It's the tale of two books. The Jason uh, Aaron but, section. Yeah, the Jason Aaron. What tales he tells. I, I don't know what he's doing with this book. This might be the hardest book to read for me of any book that I've been reading in all of the comics that we do. It really <laughs> is. I am struggling. And, and it's not just, again, at points, I sat there and I'm rolling my eyes at first at all the Thor talk that we talk about before i'm going to try to lay off that as much because i kept saying it the last time but at one point you get through a space where i'm like okay i'm good then it comes hard and heavy and i started just giggling the other problem though is the story's boring I don't really yeah. care. Like it is so boring. Well, where I thought this was a forty-page oh issue goodness, comic gracious. because it just yeah. does not end. Yeah, and I, I'm that glad that I'm not the only one. I, when I wrote up the review, I was like, they basically give away the reveal in the first two pages, and then you're yeah. left reading about that reveal for and, another and, twenty pages, and, here's and I'm the out. Thing. You end with Thanos showing up, right? And I don't yeah. care. How how can you have Thanos show up and not care? Because I was half asleep. If Thanos, if a, if an alarm clock showed up at the end, I may have had a better better time because I was falling asleep. <laughs> I really was. I I just couldn't take it. Thor number three, written by Jason Aaron, art by Michael Delmundo. It's also funny. At one point when we get to it, Thor has to start thinking good thoughts, and he's like, "Oh, I think of Jane Foster." I'm like, "I'm thinking of another book." 
I'm thinking of good thoughts myself. <laughs> What's next? Unholy matrimony. War rape. Did I say art by Michael Del Mundo? And, and that's another thing that I'll I'll talk about, yeah, and I'm sure we both will. Problem. That is, it, it, the art just is not helping at all. Unholy matrimony. War rages across the land of the dead. Not even the reunion of Thor and his brother Balder can stop it. Perhaps peace might come from the wedding of the century in hell with Hela, the goddess of death, as the bride. With Odin's son brother is which Odin's son brother is going to be the lucky groom? And what special surprise guest is looking to put a deadly stop on the nuptials? I would say that the uh, the brother's going to be the only other one they mentioned in that solicit, but hey, that's, that's what I think. But yeah, you go into this, and the art throws me off. And this is one of those things. This is one of those things that uh, occasionally this will come up. Uh, I don't think the art itself is horrible. If I saw some of these as a painting... If I saw them on a, you know, an Instagram that the guy's showing things or, you know, all those, what are those things called? Yeah. Chatterbait. If he, the art. If, if, if uh, chatterbait, you go on chatterbait and you just watch him. Isn't that what that's for? You watch them paint. They draw. Yeah, they draw. They draw. They draw. Uh, but to tell a story, it, it is getting, and I, I can only say that this is, if you're a DC fan and reading it, this is Riley Rossimo ter- territory where the art is very, you know, unique and stylistic that may get, you know, it may tickle somebody's fancy. It does not help the story. we talked about it on Facebook, there was a guy said, this art is crap. And another guy, what are you talking about? This is so unique and different. Yeah, like, it is unique right. and different. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I fully agree. I sat there the whole time and I thought to myself, Boy, this art is really good, except in this book telling a story. I could, yeah. I could easily say that some of these panels, first off, I think I'm on drugs, half of them, but they are very it unique, very cool. It looks like you can see the veins through everyone's oh, yeah. skin. Very cool. Doesn't tell, tell the story. I don't and like then, it. and then add on the fact that you are throwing, and, and really, I, I will t- tell everyone right now, this may be because of my lack of knowledge of, you know, Thor's uh, deal. I did read a Norse bunch of... Norse mythology in yeah, general. And Norse, yeah, because all of a sudden you have this crazy art, and then you just have names thrown in. And by the end, I have to sit back and I'm like, I really don't understand fully 100% what really is going on here. I mean, really, it and is a battle for hell. That, I sat back and be like... I really don't care about yeah. Thor. Yeah, well, that's all. problem, and it's it's yeah, a battle I know what's of going hell, on, and I still don't find it to be fun yeah. because there's nothing that hasn't moved anywhere in no. three issues. Well, I we're mean, still every, like nowhere don't we close. We have a big to war with a dark elf to worry about. Yeah. what are it, we doing yeah. here? Well, isn't everybody's favorite character the the Queen of Cinders? Isn't it? At, at, yes. at one point, she shows up again, and I'm like, oh yeah, you. You're the big thing that they're doing, and in the meantime, they're trying to figure out. And we'll just—we don't have to go through this panel for panel, but they are trying to get away. Could. They have a thing where you know they have a problem. They need to fight uh, the Queen of Cinders, and you have Hela. You have Hela's you know, back in town. Balder is taking over. is taken over. So yeah. they basically come. There's two plans that come into play here that are. Cool ideas where you have okay, and again, it's the it's Return of the King. We have to be able to control the you know the spirits of hell to fight back the Queen of Cinders. So to do that, you know, you have Balder and and Unite Hela. The realm. They're fighting with each other. This is you know this is Game of Thrones in hell in a crazy way. But you know 
the only way that they can do this is we need a united front, so we're going to have to get married. And then you have the whole idea of Balder. He, they're upset. And you have this guy, this lady upset because... Balder, yeah, Balder's wife is pissed. Yeah, Balder's he's wife's kind mad. Of our, but, her girlfriend or whatever yeah, she yeah. is. And, and, and it's, Carnilla, it's yeah. Carnilla. Carnilla loves Balder and Balder loves Carnilla. But yeah, now, yeah. in order to be able to fight the Queen of Cinders, we have to have the marriage of Balder and Hela yeah. to unite the hell so we can have all of the undead armies that we can and Carnilla has to go with it while Tyr and Scourge just sat back look we're just yeah. gonna bite our like we're gonna sit back we're gonna we're gonna be for whoever wins this battle for pretty yeah. much no one because even Tyr's like look Balder he he didn't have the the uh the heart of the people of hell so that's why I brought Hella back I'm with Hella Scourge I'm I'm for whoever wins and plus if Balder dies I get this car over here I'm all about yeah this. yeah he's all about that in the meantime you have Thor riding Fenris and yelling and screaming at him uh not really anything going on you have it's Thor's book but because everything's focused on everybody but Thor you have to have something for him to do so he's just going around and and really giving you well, a bit of fat you already Round. know the end to all this when you saw the beginning two two panels yeah, you know what yeah. i'm saying you yep. you know this fighting what it all leads to oh, yeah. while you're reading through it and it's half the issue and, and, and what, it's like oh we're gonna get to this wedding already because i know they're gonna resolve and kiss and make up to get to this yeah. point so let's just do it already yeah let's, let's do this around and and there, like you said, you have the art. You have a lot of things going on. In the meantime, Thor does. They, he gives a little background. You know, oh, that's when I, you know, fought the sun and lost my hammer, and I couldn't pick it up anyway. And we, but and then you have Shut and up, Thor. Thor. Then up. you have Thor hanging with uh, Loki because Fenris and him go into the the river, and Thor thinks good thoughts so he can get out. He knows what to oh do. He thinks of all the people <laughs> and. I hate this place. <laughs> it just keeps going. I, I know, and and with that too, you are in hell, which is almost like a non-background type landscape of fire and ice, and then uh, it, it's kind of boring landscape as well. And, and so not you, only that, even like you talked about, this is a Thor book. We're dealing with so yeah. many of these other characters. What's going on with Balder and Hela and the the Queen of Cinders? And Thor himself feels like the most generically written yeah. Thor yeah. of all time. Especially like the biggest part we get is when he goes into that river. And it, yeah. it pulls you down and makes you have terrible thoughts that you just want and to you kill yourself. Good the idea is to think good thoughts. So he thinks the most basic, oh, yeah. like Thor thoughts, drinking, mead drinking with Tony, wenches. You know, like, Come on, guys, drinking with Cap. Yeah, he keeps going. Uh, then you have a, a the weird thing as well, and I'll I'll even tell you uh, one of the things is we just did Avengers, and Thor was in about five panels. So much better than in those five panels, but and he's about five panels here. Yeah, well, you have it, and he keeps talking to Loki. So he's going with Loki while all this is going on, and they're like, you know what? We need to get to Valhalla. We need to get the troops from yeah. Valhalla. All, but all but look, dead, you know, it, hell yeah. people. They're it's not, not enough. We need warriors. Yeah. And it is funny that he doesn't go fully in, but he does that. kind of goes with the fact like. Yeah, they're kind of in hell because they were awful fighters. They died, and they're not even <laughs> yes, good enough to go to Valhalla. Valhalla. Yeah, Valhalla yeah. is where and, – and and you have the whole thing then, and the big thing with it is that it's kind of a funny thing that turns around where you have uh, Thor say, well, Loki, you ain't ever – going to that house so i know you're never gonna find it but i have a plan and immediately it's such a genetic you know what's gonna happen like yeah. that's the other big reveal 
you know what's going to happen now when it does happen. Again, if you're reading DC, it's very similar to when Hal Jordan ended up attacking the Green Lantern Corps and they disappeared because when he does kill uh, you know, Thor, Thor Thor, is dead, and and then they think that Loki, like, Loki can't explain that this was a plan because they're they're whispering to each other about the plan, and then Loki just enacts the plan immediately. What gets me me upset is all you needed to do is, hey, everybody, we're over here. Uh, Loki is going to kill me quick. I'm going to go to Valhalla. Please don't take it out on Loki. This is my plan. I'm, you guys good with this? Okay, we're going. He goes off, of course. Uh, the Valkyrie, he's not going to be allowed in right away. Got they're, Thor they're, about yeah, his Thor. face off. And, and with that, you have the – and then the, the whole deal is that they're calling off the wedding – uh, you know, another wedding that doesn't go through because Thanos has shown up to, you know, oh, what are you doing? I want to talk to the Grimm. I'm like, I said it before. When when can Thanos show up like this? And I'm like, okay, finally, I'm done. Thank you, Thanos, because you're the last page. I'm out. Uh, and with this too, you have Thori throughout, and Thori in a book and an issue like this starts to grate on my nerves a bit because I Thor love, I love the Thor. Best the flower I dog love Thori, and even at the one point when Thori's like, "Okay, everybody's yelling. I'm gonna yell now. I'm good at yelling." But by then, I'm like, I I don't like this issue. So please, Thori, d- don't ruin you for me. Yeah, I I love you. Shut your mouth and wait until this book gets good so I can like you. Because right now I am not having fun at all. And yeah, I I can't stress my favorite how part of hard Thor, this though, was, was to get when uh, Loki was fighting Tyr and Thor. He had no idea who the good guy of this yeah. battle was, or just went after Tyr because he wanted to be a part of something. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna fight whoever I'm gonna take. And he's just like, I'll, I'll kill, kill everybody. He's like, I kill everybody, and then we'll. Sw- he says, I'll kill. That was the mind. best. He does go like, I'm gonna kill this guy, and we'll sort out later. We'll see. We'll see if that's good. <laughs> but yeah, like you even have the big – I mean there's a couple things in here because as I'm going through, you have the just married painted on, that's crazy. on the we're big uh, monster the, truck. We're, we're glossing over the idea that Thanos shows up to stop the wedding. Know, like, yeah. It doesn't mean anything. It no. means nothing. For no. No, it's just such a weird thing to have Thanos, yeah. the biggest bad ever, just to show up like – Mind if I step in? Like, yeah. Shut up, Thanos. Uh, can I speak yeah. to the groom? Can you snap this book out of existence, yeah, like, please. Yeah. yeah, please. I think I think uh, Thanos and Hela are married at some yeah. point in Marvel continuity. That's kind of what he's saying. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Um, the this other, book to the only me. Other thing is, yeah, the Valkyries who like you know smell Loki's magic on yeah. Thor and know yeah. he's up to something. It wasn't uh, to death. But. This this issue to me is so bad that Loki or uh, Th- Thanos he's gonna have to snap twice. Here. Boom boom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where is my sound effect for Eric? For that, I don't even have it. Here we go. Knock knock. Who's there? Does this rhyme? Does this rhyme? Does this rhyme? That you are off your soundboard game with this podcast. No, that's yeah. not. That's not what I wanted. That was not the one I wanted. <laughs> I wasn't even in the deal. There yeah. you go. All right, but uh, what would you give it, Eric? I'm sitting here. I'm thinking I'm four point five out of ten because I really don't I'm care for with. the art, and that's like I said. Somebody might say it's crap. Somebody might say it's unique and different. I think it's both of those things. Yeah. And the story is so slow. I'm telling you, like, in the beginning of this whole review, I really thought this was an extra-sized issue, which I thought was weird so because it I. took me forever to get through, and I was just bored out of my mind the entire time. I just, I guess I'm a guy who doesn't like Thor and was hoping beyond hope that this series could make me a Thor guy. It is yep. not at yep. all. So 4.5 out of 10. I'm with you, 4.5. And, and the whole uh, deal is kind of – 
kind of comes up in my mind now that we we have gotten talked to by some people on Twitter. Some people are, are tweeting us, and they are kind of like, oh, my God, you know, you're so down on this one book or whatever. And I just want to point out, uh, just for the first time, I don't think we've said this, that we are doing this as a review podcast. We're not a fan podcast. We're reviewing it, so we don't like a book. Uh, this is what you get. I hope that people don't just, you know, lose their mind and think that we're negative. It's just we're trying to be realistic with what yeah. we do and and do that. I'm not so, tell yeah. you how it is. I ain't gonna lie to you. That's kids. what I'm saying. I, you know, we're not gonna <laughs> sit there and lie and say that we love every book. I just wanted to point out because I think that some people were saying that we were negative with like six point fives and sevens. Sometimes that can be positive. Yet. Yeah, really, really. Uh, Four point five. Yeah, I didn't like the art. The story was boring. It was confusing. Again, that may be on me a bit, but hey, me, yeah. me, me is me. Money's is money's, Jim's is Jim. You is you. So I'm's me, and me, myself, and I are the ones reviewing it. And unfortunately, if I'm going to say anything about that, is that I don't think Jason Aaron's helping me out one bit. So me, there you me, go, me. 4.5. Me, 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 and him. What do you give it, uh, Brandon? Uh, I'm a little more positive, but not much. Not enough to make all the, the positive people out there happy. What's I got that? it at a five five. I I mean I really hate five, the art. Five five. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'll tell you why. I, I I have it a little higher because I've read all this series. I've read a lot of it so so far, but this is like the longest stretch of books I've really just not enjoyed. Yeah, uh, with Thor's name on him in a long time, and it's the same creator, you know, that's that's been writing it. So it's really surprising me. Uh, yeah, Keep it's going. not LeBron James. But what Jason do you hate Aaron more, is, this is book or LeBron James? Do you hate LeBron I hate James more? LeBron James certainly much more than this oh book. Oh yes. my goodness! I'm just so happy that we have those, those uh, backups coming in through this with that weird future story. I'm just so happy this issue didn't have that. That is uh, true. Yeah, I would actually look forward to that because that would be better than what we're getting here. Like he he ended that fighting Phoenix Wolverine. That was crazy. Yeah. So what what did you give it, Brandon? Five five. The guy is drunk. All right, we'll move on to the next <laughs> one. There, I had that queued up. Uh, the next book is Tony Stark Iron Man number two. We're done with the Jason Aaron section of the podcast. We have two more to go. We're halfway through. Halftime it is. Uh, Tony Stark Iron Man number two, written by Dan Slott and art by Valerio Shady. I think I was told. I, I like so. to say it different. Uh, it's something along the lines of Not what different, man, wrong. Uh, well, well, wrong, but also to, I use the same thing that I would say his last name is to explain Manship's pants recently of when he went on a run. <laughs> Gross. Eric knows what that means. Stark realities. Tony has been holding back an enormous secret since his return, and there's only one person on Earth he trusts with it, James Rhodes. This will change everything. A strange new development for Jocasta, the return of the gauntlet, and the arrival of Tony Stark's new rival, Sunset Bane. All this in the power of Manicore, the most powerful assault vehicle in the Marvel Universe. It's a Transformer. Manicore. It's like a GoBot, the best of the Transformers. Are we going to start calling them Manicore? No, no triple changes. You're, no. You're, always, you're always you're always freaking losing a good like mode with a triple change. There's no reason think, for it. Yeah, it, it, that is true. But would you like the triple change that oh, goes God. from a milk truck to an ice cream oh, truck to... I, I like the triple change to where it goes from my fist to your face to you it, on the it, ground. It goes, like that, it's a milk truck to an ice cream truck to a water ice truck. How about that? Or, better yet, 
a triple change, a, a ice cream truck that serves vanilla ice cream to one that serves chocolate ice cream to the triple change strawberry. They call it the Neapolitan, Erica. Why it can't works we have out. all three in one? No, no. That, that's the triple change. You need a triple change with these. Like, what that's what sells to the kids. You only got one flavor, kid. That's what they – it's the vanilla ice cream chuck. You've never had that in your neighborhood? It comes in oh. and it's bringing, singing a song about vanilla ice cream to the kids. Here you go. I don't even – I have not had an ice cream truck go by – do they go in your development, Eric? Because you have yes. a lot of people in there. Okay. We get them. I never we see We get them still. Then again, I, I am on a pretty You're busy road. You're also on a main road. If, if, the, if the ice cream truck stopped, it would cause it's accidents. Be, yeah, terrible, terrible things. That's part of the triple change. It's an ice cream truck that turns into an ambulance <laughs> that then turns into – <laughs> then turns into, into a, a, mass a, a hearse. They just take them. There you go. It all works oh, out. Uh, Tony Stark Iron Man. Here we go. I like this issue. Uh, it's not my favorite of the week. Obviously, you can kind of guess which mine would be. Um, this is a very big setup issue, and there's a lot of setup yeah. going on. I I'm think gonna you have... guys like this series a lot more than me because I didn't talk with uh, yeah, issue one, one with you guys. Yeah, I like yeah. the first one. I, I had fun I with like it. I like this one. I like this one, uh, but not as much as the first. I thought the first – this is setting up a lot of things that I think will really pay off and that I like, especially with Rhodey there uh, going and kind of getting him out of a suit and into a Transformer. Uh, that's you pretty cool. like the cool. sexy robots. Yeah, yeah, and also Gosh. you have the sexy robots. Machine you have that. Yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> and Machine Man's okay. You have Tony's Friday mom, Star. ex-punk rocker. Yeah, You have all of these connections going on, and there is – if anything is – at fault, I think, in this issue is that there's too much going on, though I, I like most of it. I, and I really the thing do. is, you say that, and I just really wish they would have brought up the idea where we do have dialogue, but they never say it that the controller is controlling yeah, Bethany yeah. because yeah, well, she, like, I completely forgot and I could not remember who it was for a little bit. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's the controller. It's weird. I, I kind of got that maybe we're going to be going along the route of Machine Man at the end doing it uh, in a roundabout way that he's trying to do something yeah. like like that, See, I just... think dance. I immediately went in my brain. Dan Slott is like writing this like Spider Man and building like a sinister six of villains for him to yeah, face yeah, almost yeah, that yeah, are all going to be, cool. be tech related. Yeah, because you do have. I mean, at the end, Machine Man is is mad. He he's really mad at what Jacosta did, trying to kind of what are you doing playing human. He's he's really mad. At well, himself. even that did they did they describe what the escape thing is in this? No, because, not yet. Like, but... They okay, do. because I'm telling you, they talk about it like Here's I'm supposed the thing. to know, and I'm like, all right, did I miss something? Is if this you, in a previous If you want to know, uh, after we're done, go and read the solicit at the end of the, the thing, because okay. he's always had that next, and this next It looks like Del Mundo art on the cover next issue, and yeah, I got well, scared, too. I, I will tell you. I'll even read it. It says, Tony Stark unveils this latest innovation of virtual reality wonderland called The Great Escape, but not everyone is happy about it. In fact, uh, Aaron Stack, a.k.a. Machine Man, is downright furious, so it looks like this virtual reality that he can kind of go and maybe live in, because by the end, the big reveal by the end is that, and if you didn't no, they had come back. Their bodies are rebuilt. Him and Rhodey, and he says, "Which you know, is such we, a cool concept that yeah, I didn't get yeah. the idea of before." The, the best too is that they are. It starts off where they're rock climbing, and, and Tony has built a rock climbing wall does. right there. And he's Every like, morning, they, we go and it is funny, Jim and I." Yeah, yeah, we'll do. And uh, with that, they say, "You know, hey, we rock, did those rock, tests, Rhodey. You're fine. Don't worry about it." But 
I came back wrong. <laughs> oh no! Uh, but that's a pretty cool deal. But while you're going that was on, a great, great yeah. cliffhanger. Yeah, it is. I, I yeah. do like too because Sometimes this that is better. Yeah, really. They have this whole thing set up where you have all the you know the the deal and everybody working is spelled out. They have the you know you have everybody you know Andy Bang, you have Rhodey, you have Jacosta, Pim, Bethany Cave. You go through all this thing and the the big thing is hey you want to go to karaoke tonight and it's funny when they get there yes. and they're talking and they're waiting for, you know, Tony and Rhoda and all that. And they're like, hey, you know, I want to see, did Tony, uh, you know, re-enhance everything that he has? There's a little sexy talk and everything going on. But uh, there's a lot going on here when it all really just ends up being a big fight. But there's still a lot thrown in because we have that. We got this whole thing with Jocasta with the whole idea where even though she's standoffish, she's all about robot rights and stuff like that. She really is secretly enamored with the life of people and wants to be a part of this whole world. She wants to not be looked at. Yeah. And it's a really cool thing where she wants to be out of the whole robot body, kind of like, you know, it's like a a juxtaposition we have or just a duality, actually, of Rhodey. Wanting to be out of the war machine armor because he feels like he's being hindered by yeah, like what is with the her robot. Everybody body. is kind of like in their roles that they are not comfortable with, and then yeah. and then you you even have Bethany who is the head of and security Tony, and she's being controlled. And Tony, but uh, did you laugh at the beginning because you do get set up that Rhodey is you know having these bad dreams where he is stuck in the suit and he's all that and he becomes cyborg in front of them. I'm he like, does. oh yeah. my goodness, yeah, is, that, that is so, I'm telling you. I I think that's a past that's a past continuity, I think. I'm not, telling not you. a past continuity, I, but something that happened to him in the past. The way that they're doing it, I'm telling you, I think that they're throwing shade over it because they even yeah. have it where he's being put together and like he's no, like, I'm, I'm in the suit I'm sometimes. Pretty sure I am because the then suit. the next bottom panels are how he died recently from yeah, Thanos. Yeah. yeah, I'm saying he's just saying he's having nightmares and things like that and then with Thanos and things like that. So he he is he has PTSD about being and in that maybe, suit. Maybe not even that. Maybe he came back wrong as well, even though Tony has done all Tony these things like you know, scanning him. He's like, dude, I've scanned you over and over again. You came back yeah. perfect. Yeah. I think I came back wrong. Yeah. But here's the thing. Know, like, you know, this John, is where uh, I think the problem is. I think that they're dealing with, and I think Dan Slott is dealing with Rhodey. I think he does have PTSD, and unfortunately can't go to the sanctuary here. But I think that what he's showing here by the end, Tony, obviously, his mind's fine. He's Tony. He's, you know, building walls. I think that's why he bit, has him even at the beginning. Like, hey, I didn't know we had a rock climbing wall. Yeah, we do now. I, I, I built it. I'm doing this. The problem is Rhodey's body came back perfect. Everything's fine with Rhodey. You can't change what happened to him. And he has PTSD. He got killed. And he keeps remembering that. And that suit is what is making him remember. He can't breathe in the suit. It's obvious that, you know, he's claustrophobic in it now. He didn't tell him. So when you get to that point, even the, the big point when he has to eject and, the, you know, you have mother motherboard say, this isn't, you know, why are you ejecting? There fine. is nothing wrong with your suit. And I think he is playing back. Nobody asked you, and, Yeah, and I think he's playing with that whole idea of sometimes when you come back from war, your your body's fine, but your mind's, you know, messed up. It's scrambled. Sometimes when you're at war, you come back and you're in a wheelchair, but you can, you know, you're paraplegic, but you can think. I think he's playing with that there. And I, I thought it was done very well compared to a lot of other books that want to make it like, look at me. 
Look at what I'm doing over here. I'm going to have this story where you're going to praise me and all this. It works Ms. in the Marvel? story. Or it Captain works. And it, yeah. And it, or anything, you know, that, that sanctuary deal and stuff like that. And then Mr. Miracle over at DC. This is something where I think it's very subtle and it's showing you not forcing it down your throat. We actually see it come into play where Tony then just, he is, he is a narrow minded, self centered guy. He loves Rhodey. But he doesn't think things through and it's just like, you know, suit up, let's go. He is not ready to do that and he tries to because, again, he loves Tony. He's Tony's best friend. He's going to do this. So he's always not ready. to catch him when Tony falls. Yeah, yeah. And he, but he's not ready for this. And even then when he says – and Tony even laughs at the one point where he's like, yeah, you know what? I'm sorry. I wasn't thinking. Even then he's not listening or looking to what's going on with him and, and stuff like that. I, I really it, it like the laugh. fact too where you know we didn't have a lot of Brody in the last issue but here's – it's like, you know, okay, Roddy's back. We just we yeah. find out that he's got I a new body. Brody. Him and Tony both have, you know, new bodies. And we're not going to spend an entire arc dealing with no. Roddy's PTSD where no, we eject him from the, like the war machine suit. He's in Manicore. Okay, we know that Roddy has a problem. Now we're going to deal with that periodically, but we don't have to, you know, have this whole secret thing where he's hiding it for six issues. Yeah, and by the end, he is more comfortable back being a pilot yeah. of Manicore and says it. Now, you think we're going to call that Manicore War Machine going forward? We'll probably paint it uh, black and gray, yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> with that, uh, the whole thing is that Bethany, as we're seeing people being introduced, you have everybody getting ready for work. Bethany has pretty much stayed overnight trying to figure out who is breaking in, who's doing all this. She gets control then. Yeah, she gets controlled. And I love the fact that you have this thing where why why does he make her say the most incriminating things? There are probably cameras <laughs> all around. So it's like, yeah, you'll never find Stark's intruder because she's you, an unwilling puppet under my control. I'm like, I'm like, oh, my goodness, just be quiet. There, there has to be cameras all over the place. But the whole deal is like, hey, you know what? You're not going to figure it out, uh, Bethany, because you're a dummy. And you would never uh, suspect yourself. But Tony, he's going to be on the trail. So let us cause a distraction. And that's pretty much what leads to everything in this, where they end up, you know, activating stuff. And it does end up with the whole Manicore thing. Uh, that is pretty cool. I mean, it's, it's a Transformer. And it is a cool setup to get Rhodey something different, but really, it, it really is just a big fight uh, with them and Gauntlet's there. He's fighting just crazy characters. A lot. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really even know Gauntlet, but yeah. he's a crazy kind of villain that I hope we oh, get yeah. to see more of. Yeah, I think he's just there for the whole because I don't think we're going to see you know Sunset Bane and Bane Industries a lot going forward. It's just yeah. the whole thing to get this there because but oh, you Sunset mean this manacle is built with stolen Star Tech? Yep. Well, let's go shut this down until Rhodey has a panic yeah. attack. Now we're going to buy the manacle. Yeah, you. yeah, and it ends up like that classic like, Tony. You can buy his way out of everything. But it's such every- a weird thing, the whole idea, though. Like, we're going to go and shit this down, which I expect them to go in and just repulsor blast the oh, whole yeah. thing. That's what I did. And, yeah, and now he's just like, all right, Sunset, how about we go and have, you know, dinner, and I'm going to buy this thing off you so Manny, uh, Manny, so uh, Rhodey can pilot something. I'm like, yeah. just take it. I thought it was the opposite. Like, she was hitting on him so she could cover her butt because well, she was going to be in trouble. I think they're both doing it. I just wanted Tony to be like, boom, 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 hey, I'm Motherboard. Uh, yeah, call Mars again. I got, I got something for that big suit, and he just stomps on that Baintronic. Uh, but yeah, with that, you have the whole idea that 
uh, what's it called? That uh, every time I saw Baintronics too, I thought I wanted to say Braintronics because I don't know Sunset <laughs> Bain at all. Uh, but yeah, you go through this then, and really, there's other things like you said earlier uh, with the whole AI rights, and you can't have an AI in a suit. I'm sure that that's going to play out later and things like Which that. Which is a crazy little thing that we're dealing with now. Like I don't yeah, think I, I like it very much, but for I some reason, like I still it. find it interesting to a degree. Yeah, like I hope it doesn't go on too much, but. As a small little background deal, I'm like, that's a different weird place to take this because, you know, Friday's and a new, like, you know, the, like a new, like, robot body body out and about. And like, now we're dealing with the whole idea of why we have Andy Bang there, you know, in order to make these new kind of operations. And also, Andy Bang has has the hots for uh, Tony's mom. So you have that crazy thing. I think he's got the hots for all the robot women, too. He's always speaking around that. But that's like his favorite thing. Yeah, he's just going for anything. Uh, But yeah, uh, with that, you have uh, Sunset Bane. Like you said, I don't know anything about her, so she's somebody new. But when you see the gauntlet, he's pretty cool. You end up having, you know, pretty much the heavy hitter Manicore going after Rhodey, while Gauntlet then fights uh, Tony. And through this whole thing, you have Rhodey having problems. He has to eject. Tony ends up stopping things. And like you said, by the end, uh, they're all beat up. Tony's mask is just shattered. And he's just ends up going up to Sunset like, hey, you know what? My, my boy here, he, he likes that. Yeah, how about I buy a, you know, it's my tech, so you're not going to be able to make another one. And yeah. she's like, well, but you, you know, it's almost like Tony has the chocolate, she has the peanut butter. You ain't going to get a Reese's peanut butter cup unless something happens between them, and he's going to buy it off her. And they have a thing, and it just kind of made me laugh, though. In a normal deal, if I wasn't having fun and enjoying it as much, I would have been furious because I would have just thought – why didn't he just go in? Because when they're they're having bids, and also at the beginning when she's bidding to the highest deal, it is funny because it looks like you have Nazi generals. Yeah, I mean, you have like the, the craziest worst people. In the world. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're all there, and basically that's why Tony went. Tony, they were like, well, his mom even says, D- don't bother. We'll end up. I'll call the lawyers. We'll do this. He's like, no, no. Somebody's going to get this for a little bit, and they're going to kill somebody, so we have to go. And I do like the idea that it's funny when he buys, but I would have been furious any other time. Like. Really, none of this because he could have just went in and said a billion dollars. I'll buy it and leave, and it, I'll case closed. But I do like that. But with that, you have that back end deal. I'm just mad that he doesn't scan it and build yeah, it yeah. himself. I know. Well, you have that back end thing. I, it's it's funny too. With that, I, I don't know. Somehow. I think that he wants to help her out too a bit, but I don't know why. Yeah, it's very odd. I don't odd. understand the relationship either. Yeah. It's uh, they they almost are like, oh, hey, we got the hots for each other out of yeah. nowhere. Uh, yeah. let, let's just, you know, put, put, uh, what, good all the person. wrongdoing You're aside and just move yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so with that, you do have this other thing where, uh, all the other employees while this is going on, they're waiting for the karaoke night and you have this lady there, uh, who says she's new in the lab and that's where I'm Bethany's new in like, the wait a division. second. And Andy I do like Bethany. The only new one. Yeah. yeah. He's like, Handy's the only new one. Hell yeah! Just starts beating her up, just punching her, and then she reveals that it's Jocasta because she just wanted to fit. In. I just wanted to fit in and runs away, and uh, yeah, goes and then goes home and tells you know Machine Man Aaron Stack about it. Like, oh, you know, I was trying. What you want to belong with those flesh bags? And like, yeah, you know, I decided if I want to ask Stark if I can take part in Project Escape, and then he flips out. And he's like, no, no, and you'll do that over my dead artificial body. 
And you're like, okay, that's pretty Why funny. Why do you got to say artificial machine, man? Come yeah, down. yeah, and that, that's pretty funny. And then you just end with a little uh, Transformers uh, Tony back. deal going around and says, hey, by the way, now that we're alone here, uh, you know, don't worry about yourself. Your body's fine. You know, you, you, you're great. You're in tip-top shape. Believe me, it is. I can't. I'm scanning you right now, and I think you are tip-top shape. But by the way, I came back wrong. Like, oh no! Oh well, no, Tony! God, it's such a weird thing. We have this whole like you know thing with Jacosta going on. We just got done this gigantic battle and stuff like that. Rody's PTSD, and it was so I'm like, all right, well this is over. We're gonna go back home. I, I got something to tell you. This 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 cliffhanger just took me so much by surprise yeah, yeah. because up until this issue, I didn't know that Tony or Rody had new bodies, but all of a yeah. sudden. Came back wrong, Rody. Sometimes dead is better. Dead is better, and then you don't see that uh, some copies actually have another placard that says they are heading towards Carol Danvers, and they are mad. It's your fault. You stupid! I'm gonna get you now. But I had fun with this. Uh, I didn't think it was as fun as the first issue, but I think there were better things in this. Fun in a different way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It it was there was different things in this that to me were more important. And again, when we're doing these, uh, you know, you read Superior Spider-Man, Eric, and obviously Brandon knows Dan Slott. I don't have a ton of you know Dan Slott background, and but I always hear I hear that he's kind of a jerk online, but write some you know kick butt comics i see uh, this is this is my second favorite book they actually i really like venom but th- this is probably my second favorite book overall so far because it is a combo of having some fun but also getting some cool things like you said at the end you get pet cemetery i mean and it's pet cemetery <laughs> with the call coming from what's inside the cemetery it's the best i mean how how, how can you ask no, for I don't more know where you're going with that. no i'm saying uh, tony's the one who's the he he's the one who took the pet to the cemetery but the pet was him i mean it's him who did yeah. it so he brought uh, himself back yeah, he brought yeah. himself back so there you go Eric. i'll explain it later i'll catch you right. i'll catch you up but what would you give it Brent? you don't want to read it it's bendis's wor- at his worst the yeah, issue yeah. 600 yeah. it all gets explained now so. well what what would you uh give it brand no, me no okay. brandon oh me oh my, my fault uh, i don't i didn't dig it as much as you guys but i i still enjoyed it i still want to see where it goes I would overall give it a 6.5. I like the art. I think it fits an Iron Man story cool. Uh, cool enough. What's that? There you go. <laughs> I, I think the art fits an Iron Man story cool enough. But uh, I, I don't know. Some of the story directions I wasn't a huge fan of. Like the, the robot lives. I'm not I'm not really sold on that whole storyline. Uh, but but yeah. I like the Tony and Rhodey stuff. I was in on that. So I enjoyed that, and that's that's where my score comes from. Yeah, uh, I'm a little more positive. I'm giving it an 8. I really liked it. I thought the art was good. Uh, it was far from what I used to think uh, his last name was. And uh, the, the whole AI rights, it, you, you figure that is a big setup. First off, it's going to be a big setup, even with Machine Man. Like she's saying oh, that. Yeah. But you also have that yeah. to explain why, you know, Friday's there. All these other things that I thought were really well set up. And this is why... I'm having fun with Dan Slott. Like well, we might said. even play into that vision book coming up. Exactly. I'm with this whole thing with the, uh, like we said, how he dealt with Rhodey and what appeared to be PTSD. That kind of ties into also having a body that's healthy and a mind that isn't, and not even that it isn't, but he doesn't feel right. But I, I like the way that things are set up in this book in such a way that even though you can kind of brush it aside of it was just a fight with Manicor, but all these things as they're set up are done without forcing it down my throat. And you see that Dan Slott is trusting you to kind of get, but 
it's not one of those that is too highfalutin. Yeah, you know, this isn't, you know, a fancy thing that we're going to find at the end that, that it's a autistic kid looking in a snow globe and it all comes out. <laughs> you're getting what you're getting, but I really like it and it's action packed. I'm just really enjoying it as a read, uh, in general. I am giving it an eight is what, and I'm sure I'll be the highest as always, but what do you give it, Eric? I'm giving this an 8 out of 10. I really oh enjoyed goodness. this issue. And the, the art's great. And, like, we have all these different characters that are making up this new foundation or the – like, I forget what it is. It's like Iron Man and, and, and Infinity. What is the uh, – yeah. what's the deal? Stark Infinity? I forget what it is off the top of my head. But we have all these different characters. And I'm actually finding all their individual stories very compelling at this moment. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I didn't know this stuff about Rhodey and, uh, like, Tony Stark's new body stuff like that. And it caught me up in a really fun way. He's doing interesting stuff with the characters. And I care about all of them. So, yes, right now this is one of my favorite books coming on a fresh start. Yeah, I, I am with you as well. I will give that this. The guy is drunk. I just like to hear that. I don't get to hear that uh, as much. Now, the next book, and we're going to end with this, obviously, is The Immortal Hulk number three. And that is written by Al Ewing. Al Block Me Ewing, they call him. I, I cannot talk to <laughs> Al Ewing because he blocked me after arguing with me for a day. And art by Joe Bennett. What happened in the church on Mercer Avenue? What made the Lembert boy do what he did? Who is the one below all? Reporter Jackie McGee has four eyewitnesses with four different viewpoints telling few, four different stories, but they all saw Bruce Banner and the Immortal Hulk. And I talked to Eric about this issue, and I have changed back and forth throughout this week about this issue. Now, I will tell you right now that I think that the idea of this art changing throughout is a neat concept that threw me off the first time I read it, the way they changed. But the the one thing that I will say about this is this is issue number three. I really like this issue. I will tell you right now. I do like this issue. I like what it's about. It really ties into the idea Eric even said before. And then by the end, really ties into the idea that the Hulk is kind of like a Bigfoot. He's a urban legend that people are chasing. And then at the end, the Sasquatch shows up. But with that, (laughs) we're at issue three where I really, really want to know what's going on with Bruce Banner and the Hulk. So the problem is, I and, and it's a weird the deal. The nighttime because, is his time. Yeah, well, reading this, you're not getting a lot of Hulk, but I really like it. I think that this is a really, really well-done issue, the way that it kind of tells the story and the way you see different people see different things as monsters and not whatever – and it does lead to the old green door deal that we set, it was set up last issue. It's just the placement of this. I wish that we had an issue or two to really wrap our heads around. And maybe this is part of the plan to do that. Uh, but I, I know what I think the Hulk is and, and, and these things. So I really would have liked something more with Bruce Banner and the Hulk. And to me, the art changes in this at first threw me off and really came across to me as kind of a gift. Gimmick. Uh, and we get this a lot. It's funny because we will get this a lot in comics where a dream sequence or a flashback will yeah. have a different artist and it makes sense. So you can kind of judge. I, I do understand the whole idea of, hey, we're going to do this art. But some of it like you have the police guy and then you have pretty much old, you know, 1950s newsprint deal. Uh, that guy doesn't look as old as what you, you kind of are trying to stress there. <laughs> and then you have a bartender, and then that, you know, it, it's not like I look at this 
this art, uh, but it, I do like it, though. But yeah, yeah I think but, it's very gimmicky, especially for here we are. We're in issue number three. We can finally see a story coming together with the whole idea that oh, I, I love and the story. people are having something with this green door that leads to the underworld, mm-hmm. and the Hulk is the devil and himself. And the Hulk seems to be the devil. Immortality aspect. Yeah. He keeps coming back. There's something going on here, but where you give me a story where, you know, it's just the Hulk going around and doing more of his, you know, taking just on people, like, you know, yeah. ultra-violent kind of way, while you have this gimmick storytelling with these different I'm like, you're not, you're not really selling this book to me, especially because we're on issue number three and you haven't Ma'am. explained the main character yet. Yeah, I, that's my problem, but I do like this, and I do like the idea of thinking through the story and thinking of the idea of that since the Hulk is immortal, this is, it, you, like you said, it seems to be tying into gamma ray, you know, things yeah. as well, but also the idea that maybe it's disrupting some order where he can't die. And in the background of it all, he wants to. I mean, he wanted to before. He was dead and was happy. They brought him back. So I like the idea that maybe him dying, not dying, him not dying <laughs> opens up this door to hell because it's trying to claim and, you know, all these things. And I do like the story. Like I said, I do like the idea of seeing the Hulk on the run where, where you do have, you know, Jackie McGee and she's trying to search through this. And there's this thing that happens on Mercer Avenue. Uh, where she is going to interview everybody and the art change, but the art change does not necessarily lead me to think of that situation or character, except for uh, the it's it's funny the old lady, but the the uh, priest. <laughs> he looked the, like James he, Dean. He, I was a deaniac, but I, I do like the priest. That makes more sense. And really, all of this issue, I the deaniac race since Jim. Yeah, that's I think that's awesome. The bartender. The, the, uh, he looks like the, Beavis and Butthead. The Deniac, like butt-head. They, they, you don't even need those. You don't no. need those. You don't even need the cop you, you have no. as a narration to get you from place to place. The big things are with the priest. That's the most interesting stuff. That's the stuff that fits this and three issues. Thing is we, it seems that we're dealing with some kind of religious angle to this, or at least yeah, I love to it. some degree with the green door and, you know, hot shots, you know, uh, girlfriend being yeah, possessed shot, by yeah. something. And like, so we, that's our, that's our gamma, you know, thing that we had before with the, yeah. with the, the, uh, the fries boy who got gamma infused in the last one who yeah. was talking about the green door before he died. Yep. Uh, yeah. Was it his father was talking about the green door? But yeah, anyway. Yeah. yeah you see all about like, it. Yep. Like you said, all we need is the priest in this angle because his story is the most personal the what we're dealing with. So when you just give me these weird archings, well, the new, the 50 style newsprint, it looks kind it, of fun and silly. Oh, and beside the Beavis the and Butthead but bartender, the, the other art is the, is great. I mean, I'm telling you what, he looked like James Dean. This old lady's like, saw him like, he looked like James Dean. It, he looks more like Elvis to me, but he, it, it looks awesome. <laughs> it, it's Archie. It's an Archie comic there and looks fantastic. But that whole deal, all that is, all you get from the woman is she felt bad for him and then went to see him. And he when was he in gets, love. When he gets, uh, put in jail in the, you know, special jail and she goes and he says, I, I didn't do that. I, I, you know, by I the end, his girlfriend, girl. uh, is dead when they go and find it and she, I didn't do that. I tied her up to help her to stop, and I went to get help. And then that ties into the whole thing with the priest. And most of it centers the most important stuff. And when we actually do then see Hulk and all this. And I I really actually like the idea when he does end up saying the priest. I love the line, which I haven't been able to pray since then. I actually thought that was more from where he's like, I thought my prayer was answered. 
And because he's like, I was praying to be delivered from this crazy guy. And the Hulk comes smashing through. But it ends up being, you know, when he saw the uh, the girlfriend later that he says that, that it, it disturbed him. I actually wanted it to be the tie-in that he even thinks that he prayed and the answer to his prayer was the Hulk. So he's afraid to pray. But but with that, it's a big fight in the church between Hotshot and the Hulk. And the Hulk shows up and busts Hotshot's hands. And it's he's gotta got to be one of those things where we have the Hulk sense like they were talking about last time. Like, why would the Hulk stop here and go and do the stuff talking about the whole gamma yeah. radiation? Because here yeah. we have Hotshot and Jailbait, his girlfriend, and so, like, yeah, these are two gamma-infused people. Yeah. So he, it's like, yeah. it's no coincidence that you know Bruce Banner ended up stopping here. It's more yeah, that Hulk it. sense yep. that the we're Hulk not sense. getting besides for the screen door. And when yeah. you, that's the thing is, we're at issue number three. Tell me what you're doing with the series instead of getting gimmicky with it. Because yeah, but it, it is. That's the problem. The it is gimmicky. Is and I agree. Stuff. The the funny thing is, I'm looking, and when when I'm going with the, you know, there's the cop, and he's like, yeah, little lady, have I got a story for you. And I want the art to kind of go from who is telling it, not from what's happening. Because obviously, the human ray gun, that is a very 50s-esque thing. So that's why you have that 50s-esque kind of print. But it doesn't necessarily tie me into this you know, cop who's telling the story yeah. because it, it so it, if he would have been like, man, you know, it, it was like one of them old comics that I used to read as a kid. And then I'm okay. I'm a little, but it is gimmicky. It's very, it's almost like a, the thing where, okay, there's not overall, there's not a ton of story going on. It's basically that hot shot got upset. He went to go see a priest. He's freaking out. He's ended up tying his girlfriend down at the motel, but only because he's afraid she's going to kill herself, whatever the case may be. Or something she was, and and one of the things she thought yeah. she was like possessed. And yeah, so he tied her, went to talk to the, the priest, but kind of went the, the wrong way, kind of went, even the priest is like, you want my help? You you have all these captives. Maybe if you explain to the police, I don't have time. You have all that, that that's fine. The gimmick seems to be to stretch the issue out. I mean, the whole James Dean thing, that, it's funny. It's kind well, of you clever. Have all these and, different but things the with the stuff art with when, the, yeah, And the, last issue, though, it seemed to be like they really wanted to go the EC comics thing with the tales of the crypt and like, you know, the vault of horror for the way they were showing the story in that. So now we're just like, continuing to change up the style of the art and even the way the story is because it like you know the story doesn't seem to be the big deal the like the the showing you what comics were throughout yeah. the different ages seems to be the big deal now i'm like but that's not what i want yeah, tell me more yeah. about the immortal hulk i thought they were different stories the the really the first time i read it i was probably a little too tired to be reading but I, I honestly thought they were three <laughs> totally different stories <laughs> yeah. by the time i was done with it well, uh, well the problem the, the problem that i time. had was you have the whole deal where the bartender he's like you know i'm not a bad person but this guy came in he wanted to use the restroom he looked like a serial killer his clothes didn't fit he went with this and you know he's arguing with me I guess I dodged a bullet because he picked up a knife and ran out. The problem I have is he, he's dressed differently for whoever's telling. Like, oh, he looked like James yeah. Dean. He's dressed different. You have the 50s deal where he is in. I mean, really, if you want to go, to me, he looks like he's one of the Legion of Superheroes from DC. Yeah, he looks like you a know. brainiac. Yeah, that, he looks like, yeah. And so with that, I, I actually at one point was trying to decide if possibly uh, the guy who walked into the bar – that's might have Bruce been Banner. Bruce Banner, and yeah. but they, you never can tell though. No, because, that guy was Bruce Banner. No. Then he saw about the thing on the news and left. Yeah, yeah. It's just weird though. Why does he pick up the knife? Because he never has a knife. Yeah, then. 
it's, that, it's that's the problem I, with all the shifting art for all these issues so far is Bruce has never looked the same in any yeah. issue. So you have no real concept of what he's yeah, supposed to Yeah, and his to eye turns like. green is the big deal. But with that, though, you also have changing art with the hotshot whose eyes maybe turn green, too. We, we never see that, but I don't know hotshot. But really what happens when he grabs this knife to go – and then comes with the Hulk. There's no knife. I, I don't get the connection really of that. And he is wearing. Well, that's the thing is, anymore it seems like if he's going to become the Hulk, he has to die. Yeah. Well, and with that, because every he, chance, every time we've seen him yeah, become the Hulk, so, he dies yeah, first. But with that too, when you do have the Hulk again, you're you're talking through other people, but they maintain pretty much the same outfit of the Hulk. That's not what he's wearing uh, when he goes into that bar. He does not have blue pants that you know go and end up the way they always do. Uh, so I was thrown off. I really was. I, I was thrown off completely with this whole idea. And uh, but it is him. But it really doesn't matter. That whole bartender thing really doesn't no, matter doesn't at all. Uh, but when you do have the priest stuff, I think the priest stuff is done great. And the whole thing, the, the, the big clue to everything like I'm talking about with the whole idea where I want to know more about the Immortal Hulk is that the only way that Bruce Banner can become the Hulk now is if he dies. And that the knife scene from the bartender might just be the biggest part of the story. Well, the, it would be that he killed himself. Way. But yes. you, you would wonder if you would see that. And he ends up you know, going through as the Hulk. And pretty much destroying Hotshot by breaking his, his hands. But he says, you, you can't stop me. I can still shoot you with my, you know, gamma rays. And ends up ripping a hole through Hulk that then heals, freaks everyone out. And, you know, then he just beats it's him up. It's you. You're yeah. the shadow of the one and below wall. him up and that's You're what the devil saying. himself. Yeah. So they end up and then you get the wraparound at the end. You get where, you know, it's weird, too, because the cop is having so much fun with this story, yeah. too. And you're like, He's oh, man, you are a bad guy. And then you have – and I think that that's the Al Ewing saying, like, this is the most fantastical thing, but people just don't really care because the old lady's like, yeah, I visited him. He was real happy to have me go, and he told me, he kept saying, you know, I didn't do this to my girlfriend. I wasn't the one who did it. I was trying to help. I was trying to help. Yeah, they told me he hung himself. I'm like, really? Oh, my goodness. She's like, oh, well, tea? And then you go, and, and the guy, uh, the guy, the bartender goes out, and he's like, yeah, I didn't know anything about that. I thought it was kind of stupid, the whole deal. And then, then he goes out, and his car is smashed. And uh, again, though, yeah, okay. And he's like, I, that Hulk sucks. And then it just ties into the end. Well, the where, whole thing, too, with this whole background where we have, you know, Hot Shot, he hung, hang himself, he hung himself at the end. We yeah. have Jailbait. We show up. She's dead. Nobody knows why. It might be one of these things, too, because we did see that, that Fry's boy from the last issue, he came back to life. Yeah, in that's coffin. what I'm so saying. Maybe if all there's these, a dead thing, these yeah. people are coming back. Yeah, because, and maybe like the that's Hulk, the thing. They can't die anymore and, because and, the Hulk yeah. did something. And with that, when he tied his girlfriend up, it's probably to tie her up so that she didn't kill herself. She's possessed, trying to kill herself. This green this green door may be something that, like, there, there's a lot of things, uh, you know, famous things about a green door, but one of them is an opening to hell. And maybe this green door is being caused by the Hulk, like we said, that he came out of it. They're doing all this stuff, but it's now calling them back into there where they have to kill themselves and then they'll come back and we'll see that this is all set up. Almost like you said, yeah. it'll be the the immortal six, the the sinister yeah. immortal Hulk six or well, what, whatever it will be. Maybe it's because they've also beat death the first time being yeah. gamma infused. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I yeah, don't know. it's crazy. But 
it, it, again, this whole thing, there's some things that I really love. And then there's some things that I'm like, well, I, I really didn't need that. Then we get to the end where you get a pretty huge reveal where Jackie gets a call and answers the phone like, who is this? And like, ah, you, you don't know who I am, but you know, your, your boss, big Packers fan, I'm Walter Langowski. And then right away, you know who it is. And he's like, you know, I work for Alpha Flight International. Well, I did. And I, you know, I need to find the Hulk. I see that you're trying to find Bruce Banner and Hulk. Uh, I need to find him too. And you're the only one who seems to be getting anywhere and doing this because I really need to talk to him to see something. I need him to look at something. And you have him looking out the window and you see the Sasquatch looking in at him. So he has the same problem as a Bruce does. And that's the thing is, when I came in this, Walter Langowski didn't mean anything to me because I've never seen the Sasquatch not be Sasquatch in any comics I've ever read. And I I thought it was actually a Wendigo. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is a weird looking. I, it looks like almost like a man bat version of a Sasquatch or something. It, it is kind of crazy. Uh, it's a cool ending, though. And I liked it. I know I'm going to be higher than all you guys as well, just because the stuff with the priest, I really enjoyed. And and like you said, yes, we're not getting Bruce. We're not fine. But we are continuing this mystery of this green door. And at least now we see that there is some direction that it's going. So I'll give it that. But what would you give it, Eric? Well, originally I was going to give this a 6 out of 10 because the whole gimmicky thing with all the art and telling the different stories and stuff like that, it really threw me off when I really thought like, you know, I need this book to tell me something about yeah. who, like, who the character is now. But now actually talking to you guys and the realization that he grabbed that knife and like how the yeah. Hulk is working now, that actually put me up to a seven out of ten for this whole thing because that really just started making the like the wheels in my head start turning. I'm like, all right, maybe there is something here. And then you know, and everybody's dying who's gamma infused. I actually started thinking more about yeah. this book as we were talking about it when you like you guys are going, like, you know what? There actually might be a plan here and something yeah, I can I, really I think get that aboard. We're so seeing more of a plan. Well, I, I think that the the art and the gimmick style of it, I, I really hate, and I wish they wouldn't have done that for an issue three. It is starting to come together and be a book that I actually look forward to next time we get to talk about it. Yeah, I actually, I'm going way more, I'm giving it an eight. I really thought that this was, we, we liked the first issue just because it was something new. We hadn't yeah. read a Hulk deal. And, and even Brandon, you said you're not a huge Hulk guy. Uh, so I did like yeah. that. I, I like this more for some reason. And even though we're not getting the Hulk per se, I actually, I don't know. I actually like the idea of seeing the Hulk through different people's eyes, though some of them, like we said, and we kept saying it, some of that really doesn't give you, it's more of a flavor of the issue right. than really giving you much. I mean, really, I don't need to know that hotshot looked like James Dean and an old lady was a Deaniac, I, but... It led into her, like, that, that whole juxtaposition of the, the cop, like, it was great. He was wrecking him up. And then you go to the old lady, it was horrible. And even when, like, the, this guy, that hotshot, he was so beautiful. He looked, and then, you know, he looked like, and then you go to the priest, like a devil and going like that. And it ended up, I like the idea that this priest thought that the hotshot, that was the worst of the worst, the devil of all devils. Until the Hulk arrived, I think he won up them, and then the Hulk was just brutal and going. But again, is this something too as we go? If this is set up, then that that pays off. Where even the Hulk sense 
leads into this idea of him having this hell connection and this connection where all of these gamma-infused people have the same connection. It's less of a Hulk sense then than kind of uh, – I don't know what I'd call it other than you know almost a hell sense where so he's – a gamma radar and, and a gamma, yeah. But a gamma radar to like – minded people were having the same issue and in fact when hulk shows up you can even find out that at that point he may have been trying to help him you know stop and try to stop him get him you know arrested and things like that so that but unfortunately the guy ends up hanging himself anyway uh but i i really liked it i actually the, the gimmick of the art threw me off the first time i read this three times and i'll, I'll tell you each time i liked it a little more because the gimmicky part of the art kind of got pushed aside then for me. It wasn't that big a thing anymore, and I really did like the story. But what about you, Brandon? Yeah, I'm I'm the negative Nancy today. I didn't like this issue as much, and the art really threw me out and, and confused me throughout uh, most of the issue. <laughs> I'm going six out of ten. I mean, I I, I didn't love it as much okay. as you guys did, and the theories aren't running through my head like they are for Eric, I guess, to get yeah. some enjoyment out of it. Uh, I, I just want some answers for this Hulk. I've seen him run around and like cure or kill gamma people before. So, uh, I hope it's something a little more than that, to be honest with you. Like yeah. they did that not that long ago. So, uh, I don't know. I'm still optimistic. I'm not panning it totally, but I didn't like it as much as Iron Man and, yeah. and I, I liked it a little more than Thor. So yeah, that's well, why it's fallen in the middle I, there. I can, I can give you all the benefit you are from Buffalo. Uh, we are now <laughs> up to the point. What is your book of the week here? My book of the week is Tony Stark Iron Man number two. Yeah, mine is Avengers. And what is yours, yep. uh, Brandon? Mine's Avengers, Avengers definitely. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I actually, uh, I, if we could have kicked Thor to the curb here, I would have really had a, a really, really <laughs> fun too. week. Yeah, I would have had a really fun week. But this is what we're going to be talking about next week. Uh, Eric, I want to tell you, you only have three books next week. Man. Me and Brandon, not the case, because we have Amazing Spider-Man number two. Uh, that'll be cool. We have Venom number four, X-23 number two and then me and brandon will be talking about the century number two in the mold mold sounds like a really good podcast uh yes and and (laughs) really i'm telling you if you want to get involved in one of those even the set they're really good (laughs) me and brandon were both i liked century a lot we were shocked how much we liked both of those books uh and yeah i I really did and so man was kind of this one this next week sounds like a winner Sounds like a winner. Really and, and, and here's the deal. People will Spider-Man know right away. Yeah. And people will, will know right away like that if you check out Century and Moldova Man and me and Brendan do it alone, they'll know that you don't like it. So there you go. You'll even have a review <laughs> without a review. But yeah, uh, thanks everyone. I just want to mention as we go out, we haven't really been mentioning it, but, uh, we do have a Patreon account that you can go and support us over at patreon.com slash weird science. And it has a lot of comic stuff, but it also has a lot of other things, including a pop culture podcast that some of you may have listened to way back in the day that we had that is on there. We also have uh, some bonus uh, spotlights that sometimes include some other things other than DC. I'm talking more to the Marvel fans here. Uh, and we have a uh, horror movie podcast uh, by the Cellar Dweller, this fella called the Cellar Dweller. We also have a news podcast that involves Marvel news as well as DC and indie comic news and a bunch of other things. So if you want to go check that out, I said it's weird. It's patreon.com slash weird science. And we just asked to check it out. And if you want to join up, you will not be charged until the beginning of August. So you would 
would have a week or so to check it out before getting charged. And you can always use that as a free pass to see if you like the cut of Eric's jib. And we have a bunch Uh-oh. of things. So, and, and eventually, nobody likes that jib. No, no. Eventually, what we, uh, Lady Jessica does. Uh, eventually, <laughs> what we'll try to do by the end, you know, when we get more into this and have a lot more deals, is maybe expand some content to have on the Patreon instead of taking stuff away because we don't really talk about a ton of books on the podcast compared to what we do on the DC podcast. Though I still think we'll have one of the longer podcasts for Marvel books by a month and a half from now. That's just how it always ends up happening. It's yeah. the bane There's more of our coming, existence. Too. There's like a, bu- yeah. a bunch of ones yeah. coming Yeah, in we're going to talk about uh, those. Some got <laughs> I saw some of those. I know the ones we already have listed, but I saw some of these uh, San Diego Comic-Con ones. And like, oh, this number one? Oh, I'm no. like, yeah. And we're not dealing with that, but we'll, we'll talk yeah, about it. Yeah, no, we'll no. No, like uh, Unstoppable Wasp again or Iceman. Yeah. None of that yeah, nonsense like that. that already no, was canceled. No, we, we actually, we can do this the smart way and deal with books that we at least kind of like or are big. So, yeah. And with that, if you want to talk to us on Twitter, uh, you can go on Twitter and talk to us if there's a book that you'd like us to review, and I'll make Brandon do it himself. He doesn't have and what's that Twitter do. address? The Twitter address is WS Marvel Comics, I believe. Is that what it is? I'm going to check right now, and it is WS marvel comics so i was right so yeah and thanks everybody for all the encouragement and words uh eric will tell you i get very happy when we get uh, you know people saying that they (laughs) really enjoy it and stuff like that it really does make my day so thank you all and that'll be it eric what do we say at the end that's all we've got for this episode of the weird science marvel comics podcast until next time make my fresh start (laughs) 